during the COVID-19 lockdown, it was something like 61 billion rand paid in special COVID-19 TERS payments. That's that temporary employee employer relief schemes. Four times the amount that the fund would usually disperse in the year. Many of these payments were in fact fraudulent. And so the Department of Labor and the Unemployment Insurance Fund have been following the money, literally going door to door, knocking on the doors of employees who benefited from the COVID-19 TERS relief scheme. And they say this is a following the money project. They first have been verifying whether these payments have been uh, legit. And secondly, if they were not, they're now prosecuting and trying to recoup that money. Tabokho Marupeng is the commissioner of the Unemployment Insurance Fund. How much of that uh, uh, 61 billion rand is considered to have been uh, erroneously uh, distributed by employers or employees who've, who made fraudulent claims? Tabokho, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Lester. It's good to be back on, on this show once more. Always lovely to have you. Yes, I, I think um, we have about 800 million rands. That's so far we have confirmed that people have have defrauded the fund or they've misappropriated the money, they've applied for wrong people. Or in some instances, like the case now where we've arrested uh, someone who's now going to serve 10 years in prison, they had only 22 employees, but they applied for over 500 employees. Gosh. And this is the kind of uh, situation we are, we are dealing with mm. as we are going to the, this audit. Um, one would argue it's the cynical nature of South Africans, but uh, when the COVID-19 lockdown relief programs were announced a state of disaster, we threw our hands up in the air and says, gosh, it's going to be corruption here. And of course, it comes out to be when you say 800 million of only the COVID-19 terse payments uh, seemingly being uh, fraudulently uh, applied for. Isn't this um, not difficult to try and put this genie back into uh, this bottle? Post-fact, doing the audits of seeing who or may not have gotten uh, funds erroneously uh, granted. Uh, Shouldn't this have been done before payments were dispersed? Well, Lester, if you remember during COVID, the the process was a, a bit difficult. For one, we took a number of decisions as a department and as a country that we are going to try as far as possible to provide assistance to South Africans who are employed. And to this end, we said we are going to allow employers who have not registered for UIF, and some of them may not have declared for employees. Now, once we made with that opening, I think we made that opening around June 2020, it didn't exist before then, but we made that opening. And when that opening happened, it opened an opportunity for employers to apply for people that were not even working for them. Because And, and the, the, great, the greatest challenge there was we were not even having data that you could compare against, except you could compare against home affairs. But if you took the data and compared it against stars, you would not find these people. If you compare against any other source, it was difficult to pick up these individuals, and that's why it was easy at that point mm. to, to 
to put to plug in people that were not even working for you as an employer. Um, there's some serious investigations and auditing happening. There is the case of a bookkeeper who was last year sentenced to 135 years in yeah. prison, 32 counts of fraud. Uh, there's been 30 suspects that have already been uh, arrested in COVID-19 terms-related uh, offences. Uh, do you see this 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 issue going quite deep into even the smallest to the largest of businesses where people have erroneously applied, had funds granted, and essentially distributed amongst themselves? Uh, you know, the, the funny part, we're picking this from the, the small companies where a company employs about 150, 20 people. But I think the bigger companies, they find a way to, and I'm just saying this now, and I don't have sex, but we have interviewed in the hotel we are sleeping with, in. We interviewed the employees there, and they're saying, no, we closed the main branch, and then we distributed across different branches. But the employer still applied. Now, this employer would be able to, could, it applies some 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 accounting principles, but I'm trusting that because we've employed um, private sector auditors, they'll be able to dig deep into the audits of this firm and pick up mm. the fraud. Yeah. So, so you've been going door to door in businesses here in Cape Town over the last uh, week. What's been some of the responses when you knocking on the doors of small little businesses, industrial parks? And saying hi, we'd like to audit your numbers because we're from the uh, we're from the unemployment insurance fund, and these are colleagues from the Hawks and the National Prosecuting Authority and SARS. Uh, we'd like to uh, to to check your numbers and see if whether um, the application to the TERS fund was in fact credible. Interestingly, in my journey in Cape Town, we found uh, quite good corporate citizens in Cape Town so far. The ones that I went with the auditors, they were quite responsive. They even opened gates for us, made tea. They had files ready for us. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the process is so intrusive that we want to see your bank statement. There are bank statements on the table ready, and it was bank statement that we could we could test and confirm that these are real documents that can be tested. Mm. So so far in Cape Town, I, I, we, we, I received as a as a commissioner because it was also unannounced, uh, quite a good uh, reception. Mm. But the auditors have advised me that in some areas where they've been, like in some areas in Houting and some areas in KZN. They would, an employer would say, no, come, we'll be waiting for you. And upon arrival, the gates are locked, there's no one. And, mm-hmm. and employers stop answering the calls. And I think the warning I want to send to employers is we have your data, we have your details. And the, the, the collaborative work we're doing with the HOGS, the NPA, enables us to track you down. And it, you cannot hide in the country with the, with the kind of resources that we have at our disposal right now with the investigative function. Tabocco, so we will catch them. Of course, people must face the law and they must go through a judicial process if they are found to have defrauded the UIF, in other words, have defrauded their fellow taxpayers in South Africa. So some may be feeling you breathing down their neck. Have you considered any form of um, 
amnesty or disclosure period and 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 with people who say they want to come clean uh and yes uh i have 15 employees on my books but i actually applied for 30 because i was worried about that period yes let's go through a judicial process but um you know i i, I want to come clean are, are you offering some sort of mechanism for 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 employers who, who have made fraudulent claims to this Actually, now that you raise it, we haven't really thought about it. And maybe it's something that I am going to take back to my team to think about, that maybe we need to offer an open upness to, to companies that have made an error. I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good thought and a good suggestion that we will, will pursue. Thanks, Mr. I, I appreciate that, Deboko Morupeng, UIF Commissioner. Tell me your stories about hers, the temp- temporary employment uh, employer relief scheme um the unemployment insurance fund now they're going to door to door to businesses here in cape town and across the country they have 360 investigators and they say we actually want to go through your books with a fine tooth comb to see whether your claims to ters were actually legit 800 million they've now estimated to already have been fraudulently uh, applied for with businesses around South Africa. 021-446-0567. Are your books in order? 72